Hey everyone, Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm. It is Christmas morning and we are so excited to be with you. Uh, but we're sort of like with you in two ways. We're with you here right now, yep. but we're also in our own homes, in our pajamas probably. Yeah, uh, probably. Uh, we'll be in the chat with you. So let's make this interactive. Let's mm -hmm. try to have some fun with this. Yep. Uh, this is Christmas morning. This is about celebration. For sure. And just having a great time together as with a sense of family. Yeah. So we're so glad that you joined us. And we have a few things that we're going to do uh, to kind of kick off this Christmas morning. Mm -hmm. But before we do that, we're going to play a little bit of a, a fun game. Yeah. 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 So if you remember back to when we were like exclusively online, we did a lot of would you rathers. Mm -hmm. And they're so fun to hear what other people think, but also you can play along with the people in the room with you. So yep. we have some little paddles. We're going to ask a would you rather question. The first answer is going to be this green this side. Okay. The second being the red side. That side. Here we go. Okay. So would you rather eat 75 Christmas cookies or drink a gallon of cranberry juice? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go with that. I feel like yeah. I'd be sick of the cookies by like 20. Yeah, like I might, I might eat nearly 75 on a Christmas day, but I, I feel like a, a liter of, wait, a liter? Gallon. A gallon. Either way. I could do a gallon. Way I better. could do a gallon. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Here we go. Would you rather go the entire holiday season without Christmas shows and movies or without Christmas music? Going on this on that one. I'm doing this too. Movies is this. And music is that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I oh, started listening consensus. to Christmas music in the summer. Yeah, like I think, you can't take that from me. I think this year I started listening October. Oh, that's late. Full disclosure. That's super late. I listen to Christmas music <laughs> as an like innocent bystander kind of thing. <laughs> you know, when you get shot as an innocent bystander, that's yeah. kind of like. That's how the Christmas music. That's how Christmas to music you? hits me because I don't intentionally. <laughs> Put yeah, on that, Christmas music. that might have been a hard one, eh? Yeah. To just yeah. decide between the two. Just keep flipping. Yeah. Would you rather eat only the holiday meal, so whatever that is for your family, over and over for the entire month of December, or eat only fast food for the entire month of December? The holiday meal? Like, yeah, for us, like turkey, stuffing, yeah. mashed potatoes. 100%. I think this is my thing about Christmas and like holiday meals. Why don't we eat them more often? Yes. Like I know that they're like special and they, you know, have that sense of like being set aside for spe specific times. But like we did one time we did a Christmas in July. We did. Best decision ever. And I feel like you could take different parts of the holiday meal and create like a unique thing, like an yeah. open faced turkey sandwich. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, you can innovate. Yes. Okay, but here's a question that I want you guys to answer is what is your favorite part about your Christmas meal that you have at home? Mm. Brussels sprouts. Good question. That's the right answer. <gasps> yes. <laughs> Love Brussels sprouts. Stuffing. Oh. With, with gravy, though. Also it has true. to be with gravy, so it's not like a one-item thing. Yeah, but gravy, like, gravy's essential. Yeah. Overall. You guys, I don't know if I could pick one. I'll have to think on it. I will. Would you rather be covered in Christmas lights for an entire day or Christmas <laughs> tinsel for an entire day? Yeah. Lights. Yeah, I'm going yeah. lights. I'm going tinsel. tinsel. Well, because I feel like there are quite a few dresses on the market that kind of are tinsel-y, fringy, and you can wear that. 
I don't have any tinsel shirts, so <laughs> I, I don't, can't relate. <laughs> Would you rather swim in a pool of eggnog or a pool of warm cocoa? <laughs> Wait, is it is the hot cocoa like a hot tub or is it like a pool? It's like a pool, but uh, she hot. said warm. No, she said warm. warm. So I'm like still going warm. with it. No, I'm going eggnog. I I think I'm going eggnog too. Um, but also in the comments, you need to let us know if you are team eggnog or team egg not. Yes. Good one. I am definitely, oh, I like eggnog and coffee. I love eggnog. Team eggnog. Eggnog yep. all the way. Give it to me. Yep. Love it. Here we go. Would you rather have snow on Christmas morning or a warm 80 degrees, which is 27-ish Celsius, Christmas day? Oh. Give me the hot. Nope. Yeah. I'm a winter guy. I know. <sighs> Call me crazy. All the snow that is currently outside that may or may not be there on Christmas day, love it. It is pretty, but yes. there is nothing like warm weather. When you grow up on the prairies, like the flat prairies, where <laughs> there's no good use for snow, you, you just learn to hate it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want snow. I want snow at Christmas. Okay, last one. Would you rather have the We Wish You a Very, or sorry, We Wish You a Merry Christmas song always stuck in your head, or dream the very same dream about elves dancing every night? Do I, do I wake up like well rested still? <laughs> that, sure. that was my thought. <laughs> sure. It's or, just it, a dream. Or, or am I being traumatized? Yeah, am I dancing with the elves? <laughs> yeah, if I'm dance, sleep? if I have to dance with the elves, that's a nightmare. I'm out. But nobody's gonna see you because it's in your dream. I think I'm gonna choose the dream. I gotta go with the dream. I'm gonna go with the dream, the dream too. Yeah. 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 I don't wanna have to have that song stuck in my head. No, thank you. We already hear enough over Christmas. Yep. It's already in there. Yep, it's true. Well, guys, thank you so much for playing along with us. We hope that you're joining us in the comments. Uh, we're going to transition for a moment. And so uh, we have a tradition in our family. We like to read the Christmas story together. And many of you probably have already done it. But why don't we do it again? Yeah. And so we're just going to have a moment of the reading of the Christmas story. A retelling of the Christmas story from the Jesus Storybook Bible by Sally Lloyd-Jones. Everything was ready. The moment God had been waiting for was here at last. God was coming to help his people just as he promised in the beginning. But how would he come? What would he be like? What would he do? Mountains would have bowed down, seas would have roared, trees would have clapped their hands, but the earth held its breath. As silent as snow falling, he came in. And when no one was looking, in the darkness he came. There was a young girl who was engaged to a man named Joseph. Joseph was the great, 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 great grandson of King David. One morning, this girl was minding her own business when suddenly a great warrior of light appeared right there in her bedroom. He was Gabriel and he was an angel, a special messenger from heaven. When she saw the tall, shining man standing there, Mary was frightened. You don't need to be scared, Gabriel said. God is very happy with you. Mary looked around to see if perhaps he was talking to someone else. Mary, Gabriel said, 
and he laughed with such gladness that Mary's eyes filled with sudden tears. Mary, you're going to have a baby, a little boy. You will call him Jesus. He is God's own son. He's the one. He is the rescuer. The God who flung planets into space and kept them whirling around and around. The God who made the universe with just a word. The one who could do anything at all was making himself small and coming down as a baby. Wait, God was sending a baby to rescue the world? But it's too wonderful, Mary said, and felt her heart beating hard. How can it be true? Is anything too wonderful for God? Gabriel asked. So Mary trusted God more than what her eyes could see. And she believed, I am God's servant, she said. Whatever God says, I will do. Sure enough, it was just as the angel had said. Nine months later, Mary was almost ready to have her baby. Now Mary and Joseph had to take a trip to Bethlehem, the town King David was from. But when they reached the little town, they found every room was full. Every bed was taken. Go away, the innkeepers told them. There isn't any place for you. Where would they stay? Soon Mary's baby would come. They couldn't find anywhere except an old tumble-down stable, so they stayed where the cows and the donkeys and the horses stayed. And there, in the stable, amongst the chickens and the donkeys and the cows, in the quiet of night, God gave the world his wonderful gift. The baby that would change the world was born, his baby son. Mary and Joseph wrapped him up to keep him warm. They made a soft bed of straw and used the animal's feeding trough as his cradle. And they gazed in wonder at God's great gift, wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Mary and Joseph named him Jesus, Emmanuel, which means God has come to live with us because, of course, he had. Well, friends, we're going to unpack some of uh, the Christmas story today. And as I was on Instagram for the past couple of weeks, I was scrolling through my reels, and I came across a reel from a popular pastor named Craig Rochelle. And he said in it, amongst other things, that Christmas is a magnifying glass. And as he said that, I thought, like, what does it even mean? Like, what does that even have to do with the Christmas season? But as I pondered and considered what he said, I realized what he meant. That Christmas is often, or the Christmas season, is often a time where what we're feeling, what we're going through, kind of how we are, is magnified. So if you're feeling joyful, if you're uh, feeling the joy of the season, you know, Christmas magnifies that. It magnifies that joy. It makes it even feel bigger. You know, when you're feeling a sense of wellness or at peace, that wellness and peace just grows and is magnified. It's made larger. Uh, it spreads around to the people that you're in contact with. If you're feeling a sense of goodness and, and God's goodness in your life, again, that's magnified. But unfortunately, that can happen in the opposite way too. Where if you're feeling lonely, oftentimes the Christmas season can kind of magnify that loneliness. If you're struggling, 
it can sometimes make that struggle feel just that much more great. Where sometimes at that Christmas season, it can feel almost insurmountable. Christmas really is a magnifying glass. But we see in the Christmas story that uh, there are people and they experienced like kind of the whole gamut of the magnification of their, their current situation. And so I want you to know today that no matter where you're feeling, joyful, good, excited, well, or struggling, a little lonely, maybe it's challenging right now, that you are not alone. That you are not alone because in fact, thousands of years ago, the world was in a very dark place where it had kind of laid its to rest on top of the people, where that darkness had been magnified. For those who didn't know God, there was this sense of this increase of a lack of hope and a lack of uh, vision for the future. But for even those who did know God, God was silent for hundreds of years. He was silent for generations before that first Christmas. For them, it must have felt incredibly lonely when they hadn't heard from God in hundreds of years, where it felt like they had maybe been abandoned by God and that sense had just increased and kind of magnified over time. And so there's kind of the whole gamut of those magnified emotions in the Christmas story as well, where that magnifying glass had kind of been focused on the darkness that was beginning to pervade across the world. But then on that first Christmas, everything changed. Everything changed. The magnifying glass of darkness and despair and hopelessness, it faltered. It faltered. And it faltered in a little town called Bethlehem. It faltered at the birth of a little baby in a manger. It faltered because the light of the world, the one who prophets and people in the Old Testament had prophesied about and predicted Uh, would come for hundreds and hundreds of years, had finally arrived, had finally begun to fulfill all that they were hoping and pining after. That magnifying glass of darkness and despair faltered because all of a sudden, a light had entered the darkness. It banished that darkness. The light had come. And the magnifying glass faltered at that and instead was moved to focus on a savior and a king, wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. You know, it's kind of hard to fully grasp what that first Christmas must have meant specifically for Mary and Joseph. You know, it would have been one of those moments where they were grappling with an incredibly difficult yes for both of them. Yes from Joseph to uh, continue to walk in marriage with Mary, who uh, it seemed had become with child in in a way that was uh, nefarious or against the times. But the angel encouraged him to continue to say that yes to her because this was God's plan. Mary, for being visited by that angel and told that she was carrying the savior of the world, both fully man and fully God in her womb, and that she should continue to say that yes so that she can continue to bear that and have that fulfillment of Jesus coming amongst the scorn, amongst the gossip, amongst the misunderstanding of the people. And so I can imagine, and this is maybe speculation today, but I can imagine that for Mary and Joseph, what was magnified on that Christmas was a sense of fear, was maybe a sense of trepidation, 
a sense of unknown of what was to come from this yes. But today, I want to look at Mary's response to the one who comes, to the one when she catches a glimpse of who he is, changes everything for her. So we're going to look today in Luke chapter 1, verses 46 to 55. This is what Mary says. She says, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. Isn't that such a beautiful phrase at the beginning? My soul magnifies the Lord. In Mary's yes to carrying Jesus, her soul magnified not her fear, not the anxiety, not the trepidation that she may have been feeling previously, but when she caught a glimpse of that Savior, of what was to come, her soul magnified the Lord. Friends, if you're exploring faith this morning, you may be trying to find a place in which your soul calls home. And it may feel like you never can fully quite grasp it. But our very design as humans is to magnify the Lord. It's to magnify who he is over ourselves. To magnify his presence by worshiping him in our lives. This is our design as humans, as created beings by God to bring glory for all that he's done, for all that he is, and for how he looks on those who maybe feel like they're humble, of humble estate with grace and mercy. You know, the Christmas season and the Christmas story reminds us that when we magnify the Lord, it takes away the magnification of our situation. It begins to diminish and minimize uh, our circumstances, our challenges that we find right now. Now, it may not completely remove all of that, may not completely remove the pain from our lives. But if our soul chooses, if we choose in our soul to magnify the Lord, then I think all that is around us that's vying for our attention, that's vying for our identity begins to minimize. As the one who is hope is revealed. As the one who is hope is magnified. As the one who is hope begins to spread in our lives as we catch a vision of the incarnate Christ the one who is both fully man and fully God, who was born in a humble stable for you and I. Because to magnify is to make bigger, to have something take up more space than it did before. So in this Christmas season, what is your soul magnifying? What is being magnified in your life over this Christmas season? Because when we simply be, allow our circumstances to be magnified, we are powerless. We live in discouragement. We lose hope. We fall under the lie that we, that we are alone, that we aren't good enough, that we are simply what we feel. But when we magnify the Lord, when we see in that Christmas season that he was magnified, we, it begins to remove the power of the lie of the enemy in our life because we know truth, because we are the life in us, in Jesus, is magnified because the hope and peace that he brings only grows as we choose to magnify the Lord. 
Because one of the things that Jesus' birth fulfilled was a prophecy from uh, Isaiah that was given hundreds of years before he was born. It's found in Isaiah 9, 6. It says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. This is what those who are living in darkness needed, that the child, the Savior, was born, and he is our wonderful counselor. He is our mighty God. He is our everlasting Father and our Prince of Peace. When our souls find, our home, find its home in their design to magnify Jesus, then we find fulfillment in our lives. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. And as he's with us, he is all of those things that is mentioned of him. He is the one who gives us wisdom and insight as a counselor. He's the one who heals our wounds and our hurts. He's the one who is mighty when we feel weak. He's the one who is everlasting, that will never leave us alone, that will never fail us. He is the one who is the prince of peace and the one who magnifies that peace that surpasses our understanding. And so today, I invite you into a moment of reflection. I want to invite you into a moment of reflecting Because when this prophecy had been fulfilled in the birth of Jesus, the characters kind of around the Christmas story all had this sense of curiosity and intrigue as to who this baby truly was. They were hoping against hope that he was who he said he was. He was who scripture had been pointing to. And their curiosity led them to find their savior and their king. Their savior and the king, the one who fulfills their lives. And so what is your soul magnifying over this Christmas season? Because my prayer for you today is that God's peace, his hope, his encouragement, and his joy magnifies for you and your family today. That whatever is going on around you minimizes as the king comes in your life. And as you are led by curiosity to that place where Jesus was, so that you can worship him and so that your soul is magnified as it magnifies the Lord. And so this Christmas season, I pray that he's magnified in every area of your life. Let's quickly pray. God, we thank you that you came to be Emmanuel, God with us, that the world, as the world was pining uh, in all of the wrong places, that you came to be our wonderful counselor, our mighty God, our everlasting father, and our prince of peace. And so we thank you, God, that you are all of those things. God, if there are things in our lives that are being magnified that are causing darkness, I pray that your light would shine again, that your light would come into that darkness and it would not overcome it. And so God, we thank you that you would send your son to come on this Christmas. And so God, I pray that we'd be reminded that our souls are meant to magnify you. And when we do that, we find our design and our purpose. God, we love you and we pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Friends, thank you so much for joining around the Christmas story with me today. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us this Christmas morning. What a great way to just kind of kick off the festivities. And we're glad that you're a part of it. Mm -hmm. So from our living room to yours, Merry Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.